Deep into the earth I go. Deep into the earth I know. Deep into the earth I go. Deep into the earth I know. Hold my hand, sister. Hold my hand. Hold my hand, sister. Hold my hand. Deep into the earth I go. Deep into the earth I know. Deep into the earth I go. Deep into the earth I know. Hold my hand, sister. Hold my hand. Hold my hand, sister. Hold my hand. Hello and welcome to the Womb Centered Healing Podcast. I'm Sama Morningstar, and I welcome you to this episode in which I discuss decolonizing our ancestral healing and herbal healing process. And I discuss how herbs can help us with reconciling, especially for those of us with mixed heritage, the trauma of both being colonized or being the colonizer or participating in our ancestral trauma of colonization and um, and genocide and so much of the pain of what our ancestors have been through together from all sides of the story. And I share in this episode some of the healing practices that have helped me to reconcile my mixed heritage and my ancestry from that mixed heritage. So here's the episode, and this is a an introduction and a preamble to my upcoming course ancestral healing with herbs in which we will diving be diving more deeply into these healing processes so if you want to be kept abreast of what's happening as that course develops and when it will be launched if you want to n- have access to all of the preamble webinars and podcasts sent to you in your inbox and i invite you to subscribe to the Womb Centered Healing Temple um, mailing list for the newsletter. And you can subscribe at wombcenteredhealing.com. And so without any further ado, here's the Decolonizing Ancestral Healing with Herbs episode. Hello, Sama Morningstar here. And I wanted to share some reflections that I've been having on decolonizing our healing practices through ancestral healing with herbs, actually. So for me, this process began many years ago when I was studying women's studies 
and ethnic studies at UC Davis. And one of my teachers, Inez Hernandez, um, talked with us about cultural appropriation and the, how that was continuing the harm of colonization. And she imparted upon her students something that really struck home to me, which was in order to not be part of the problem, that we all needed to participate in our own ancestral healing process, which the first step was to explore our own ancestry and become aware of our own ancestry. And that began a big process for me of finding out more information about my ancestry, finding out the stories, and embarking on my own ancestral healing process. And I ended up finding out that my biological father was sixth generation Choctaw Native American, which made so much sense to me because I remembered um, I wasn't raised in any kind of a Native American environment except for my um, Mexican adopted father who wasn't um, really practicing any kind of indigenous ways that had, you know, his lineage had been fully colonized and assimilated to uh, non-indigenous colonized ways and um, so that was a whole other journey of discovery around that adopted lineage as well that I'll share some later but in any case I discovered that my biological father who had not raised me was very much involved in um, archiving the musical traditions of the Choctaw nation uh, as a professor at, in Indiana and because he had discovered his ancestral lineage there that there was a ancestors you know six generations back that made me seventh generation Choctaw mixed with all kinds of other lineages and that made so much sense to me because even though I hadn't had that exposure growing up Anytime we would study American history and study about the, the, um, the relationship between the European colonization of the U.S. and the Native Americans, it was a visceral experience for me. And I remember having bitter arguments with, with folks standing up for, no, you know, this was not okay. And um, even in high school and having this deep visceral experience that this colonization was terribly wrong. And, and so when I found out about my Choctaw heritage and the, the Choctaw's participation in the Trail of Tears and learn more about that, and the generosity of the Choctaw to the um, 
to the Irish people after the Trail of Tears, donating some $500, which back then was like thousands and thousands of dollars during the potato famine, the Choctaw tribes, the Choctaw nation gathered together $500 and sent it to Irish people uh, during the potato famine. And so when I found out about that, it really connected me to, um, to that heritage. And that ancestral connection began to guide me and inform me. And I found myself surrounding myself more and more with people who could teach me about that type of earth-based spiritual lineage. Now, I also have ancestry that goes back to Italy and even Brazil. And I went um, embarked on a whole journey and I've done much ancestral healing for my own lineage, getting in touch with the wounding in me that continues to create wounding in my modern, my current life. And another aspect that I have discovered along the way is that it feels like sometimes we can connect with the ancestral lineage of a place, of a land, of the ancestors on a land, on a land. And that has happened for me where I live. Uh, which is a place that is sacred ground to the indigenous people that lived here before it was um, colonized. And I have felt the ancestors of this land calling me to be here and calling me in, into service in this particular area to bring my healing capacities here. And I have felt the, the spirits of the land and the energies of the land and begun to commune with them and listen to that guidance. And I feel that my actual blood heritage ancestors and the ancestors of this land, particularly the first peoples of this land, um, whose energies are still here in this land from every day that they walked the land and every day that they nurtured the plants on the land. Well, those plants are still here. The DNA of those plants that were there, that, that those ancestors connected with and nourished themselves and their families with and their communities and nurtured the plants and the ecosystem. That energy is still here in the DNA of the, of the plants that grow here in the soil and the blood of those ancestors that was spilled during the colon the brutal colonization process has it is in the soil uh, those minerals that dna is in the soil here so a big part of my ancestral healing process is well there's two big parts one is looking at my my blood heritage and tracing that back and bringing my best healing energies and attention to those ancestral wounds that I carry, as well as receiving the ancestral wisdom 
and teachings from that lineage. And then connecting with the ancestors that aren't necessarily related by blood, although if you go far enough back, we're all connected <laughs> at some point, but that have called me to be here on this land and whose, um, whose DNA and whose lives are still on this land. And I feel called to participate in whatever healing process, in devoting whatever healing processes that I'm engaged in to the healing that needs to happen for us to come together as a species to heal the rifts and divisions and the wounds between the different lineages. And when we go back in the lineages, the colonizers, the ones who were committing genocide on the Native American indigenous people had been, had had genocide committed upon them back in Europe by the Romans. And perhaps if we go farther back in history, that that type of trauma had also been um, done to the Rome. I mean, if we really look at history in all the parts of the world, people have been committing genocide and colonizing each other all around the world um, ever since the beginning of, of patriarchy and the disconnect between the, the feminine nurturing tribal qualities that the matrifocal societies had in the beginning. And some say there was even an environmental catastrophe or cataclysm that traumatized humanity as a whole and began this um, cycle of, of violently trying to get our needs met and just re-traumatizing each other around the world. And so working in the subconscious realms and with the herbs who have all of these memories in the, gen in the genetics and who the, the herbs have a relationship with us and engaging in that relationship and receiving the wisdom and the information from the herbs is so powerful. And I wanted to share uh, with you, I have some wonderful smudge sticks, a whole bunch of them actually, <laughs> that I harvested from my garden and was wrapping up last night. Um, this is white sage, which um, I think grows a bit farther south, more indigenously than where I live. It is indigenous to California, I believe. Um, and it's used in indigenous California Native American traditions. And, and every earth-based tradition has some sort of herb like this and different tribes based on where they lived and what aromatic herbs were available in their location had this relationship with different herbs where it would be dried and made into some sort of smoking incense that had different healing properties. 
And I have a magnificent white sage that I've been growing in my garden that gets more and more abundant each year. And last year was the first time that I harvested any and shared with people all over the world. Uh, um, and this year it came back even more uh, abundant. I mean, look at this thing. This thing goes from my belly button to my nose. That's how long it is. <laughs> and uh, so this is a powerful smudge stick. And for me, this feels like a gift from the ancestors of the land, as well as my indigenous ancestry, as well as my uh, European ancestry. This sage feels like uh, a powerful bridge between all of my mixed heritages and the practice of growing the plant, having this relationship of mutual care and nurturing. This sage has actually communicated to me about what it needs. It was suffering from an aphid infestation at a certain point because I was, I grew some fava beans near it and the fava beans are notorious for, for getting aphids in this area where I live. And the sage asked for my menstrual blood. I gave my menstrual blood to this sage a small handful, less than a handful of times, maybe three times, and no more aphids. Aphids are gone, and now the sage is just huge and gorgeous. And I mean, I barely, I, I, I harvested all of these. Let me just show you how many I harvested from the plant, some longer some shorter and there's one more on the table over there and the plant is still huge it, ha it hasn't even put a dent in the plant and it's so abundant it's such an abundant powerful gift and I feel like the practice of smudging is is a wonderful way to help to clear out um, patterns that come from our wounding and to also absorb the wisdom of life regeneration that the sage holds and so and it's also a powerful plant for um, reweaving harmonious partnership between the masculine and the feminine. Um, the more that goes on between my husband and I, the more the, the more beautiful and, and vi vibrant the sage becomes and vice versa. And so this sage has powerful medicine for us. And I feel that if we um, can honor the traditions that came before and that are calling us to apply our healing practices to everyone and to address the needs, the current needs of um, people that are still suffering from colonization. I have, a, there's a reservation near me and 
I'm not sure how to do that, although I have some ideas about um, starting a nonprofit organization. Um, and I'll, I'm working on that as well. But to somehow divest from the systems and processes that continue to oppress and colonize us, colonize everyone, and decolonizing my own thinking and reclaiming my own ancestral wisdom, and then doing what I can to share that with people in need um, is, is my approach to, to decolonizing our healing practices through ancestral healing with herbs. So that's my topic for today. Uh, thank you so much for joining me. And I will be sharing more about the upcoming course, Ancestral Healing with Herbs, that I'm making available for, um, for womb-centered healing temple members very soon. So if you would like to get more information, receive more in information about that upcoming course, please feel free to let me know in the comments and I'll post a link where you can sign up for the newsletter and receive upcoming announcements about that course. All right, take good care and talk to you soon.